Welcome to the Urbane Legend Christmas mini-series. Happy holidays. I'm driving away from my home this Christmas. Cause I can no longer stand to see your faces. Yes, I'm driving away from my home this Christmas. And I've been using a fake identity so you won't find me. Well, I'm pretty sure the kids ain't mine. And I've given this all my time. But I'm driving away from my home tonight. Oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to this Christmas mini-series of Urbane Legends, where we are currently 30,000 feet above the Mid-Atlantic in uh, DJ Khaled's airship, his dirigible. Uh, I am Chris Flynn, and with me is my erstwhile compadre, Mr. Erstwhile and current, uh, Neil Herbert. I'm glad that we um, we got dragged away to do this now because um just so listeners know we were just on on one of the decks and we were having a game of shuffleboard which um turned rather heated we were it was me and neil versus uh ti and trick daddy and let's just say words were said weren't they gentlemen yeah words were exchanged um it was cuffs. it was uncomfortable yeah it was uncomfortable and um Khaled, um, DJ Khaled, who's who's here? He's here to adjudicate the um, the stuff which we're going to go through. But um, yeah, he, he, you know, he he's made it very clear that he wants us to go and squash the beef. So we'll have to do that. Yeah, Let's do squashing that. after the podcast. Yeah, um, I lo- I lost my temper a bit. I think we all did, and I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to admit that and. And say sorry. How about you now? You're willing to show some contrition. It takes huh? takes a real takes a real man to show contrition. No. Yeah. So you're not going to. Not going to. No. Absolutely not. No. Good stuff. Um, so Neil, what are we uh, what are we have a look at today? You cheat yourself in the server. We're going to be doing um, Christmas hasn't become too commercial. Hey, that sounds like fucking gummy talk. That sounds like gummy. Sounds like pinkle. It's always been always been too commercial. Has Christmas um, become too commercial? Isn't oh. that the whole point? Yeah, exactly. Look, Chris, why you know why are we putting tinsel on Easter eggs? Do you know what? It's supposed to be it's... about baby Jesus, yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, right? Has Christmas come too commercial? Well, I would say turning up with some fucking gold, some fucking frankincense, and some fucking myrrh. It's been a while since I've had some myrrh. Yeah, you start. It started yeah. off as commercial, didn't it? It was and bling then, from day one. They didn't turn up with good vibes, uh, handmade clay yeah. pots, spare pair of socks, and um, and uh, you book know, in the some, book you're never going to read some good, some good lessons, some good uh, life lessons. Didn't come up with that, did they? They came Knock in with computer game. They came in with the money. Yep. Or you know, a bird CD of the Red Hat Chili Peppers. Nice. That was a uh, that's Californian Santa. 
Hi, I'm California Santa. People think I'm from Lapland, but I'm not. I'm from Eureka. <laughs> That's what I'm he sounds like. I'm hoping I'm hoping you have a wonderful holiday period with some sweet bud, some jubilee waves, and some moonshine in the porch. Yeah. Santa likes to smoke. Santa loves to smoke. California Santa does. Yeah, he certainly does. New character there, what do you reckon? I'm gonna pitch Not him bad. to Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. They might they might as well. They're playing any old shit at the world, won't they? Not anymore. I don't know. Are they still? I mean, they're cancelling everything left, right, and centre. I mean, there's a lot of shit. I mean, it's very difficult to get anything made on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, those days are over. Yeah. Well, I think they they didn't ever really exist. You have to have an in with them. (laughs) That's probably true. We'll be famous already. I mean, whereas with Amazon Prime, you can actually just submit stuff, and they'll go, yeah. No, that's probably where our projects will end up. Initially, Netflix. Who? it was they get, basically gave a load of money to some filmmaker and he just like spent it on <laughs> random crap. I'm assuming Terry Gilliam, partly on Bitcoin. No, Terry Gilliam always just dreams to ran be out of budget within a week. Runs yeah. out of budget. Yeah, too, too, too. did you hear the story about project um, manager? You know the you know Monty Python's The Meaning of Life. Mm. So you know, like there's that entry scene where they're like. Pirate. It's like a pirate yeah, scene, like but a, they're in they're offices, accounts, but they become like pirates on the apps or whatever. Yeah, on the financial. You that was it. Ended up being eight percent of the budget or something. It literally was a ninety percent of the budget. He came, he did all that, and then came back to the rest of the Pythons, and uh, they looked and went, "You just spent ninety percent of the budget." <laughs> we just got to do a sketch show for the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it is quite good. Yeah, it was weirdly violent when I was a kid. That watching that, not many of life. Yeah, especially when they're yeah. harvesting that guy for organs before he's dead. <laughs> yeah. With a pirate ship thing as well, they're going around and they've got the um, letter openers or whatever they're stabbing people with. Yes, I don't know, memorable. I don't know. This oh, is the yeah, my favourite Python movie. Pirates of, of the Accountant C. Yeah, something like, like oh, that's that. It, like ninety yeah. percent like of your budget on that joke. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't worth it, but hey. no, that's yeah. Gillingham for you. There you go. That's some like good films. His films. Yeah, yeah, Twelve Monkeys is good. Yeah. Um. Right. Anyway. Talking commercial. So we're going to start off with, I think this is quite a well-known myth, um, Coca-Cola designed the modern Santa Claus as part of advertising campaign. Right, so I'm, yeah, I have heard it, and I've, and I've, yeah, like, I've heard it a lot. But the thing is, like, there's a book called A Night Before Christmas, you know, A Night Before Christmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. And I used to read that, like, my mum used to read it to me, yeah. like, every Christmas. And that's where you get like the reindeer and like and their names, Blitz and Don, oh, okay. Donna, Donna, Blitz, Donna yeah, Kebab, yeah. Donna Kebab, yeah, Steve, yeah, yeah, Rachel, yeah, Chandler, Danny Dyer, <laughs> Danny Dyer, <laughs> yeah, Jason Statham, yeah, Megatron, Katie Price, Megatron, um, yeah, Pope Will Price, I am. and Mussolini, yeah, Mussolini, all, yeah. all the gang, yeah, all the gang, all the reindeers. Um, and in that book, so that's a Victorian book, I believe, all right, around that time. Like it's an old book, and yeah. it's illustrated. Like our version wasn't this reprint, yeah, you know. Um, but Santa's wearing red shit in that, and I think that's pre Coca Cola. I mean, I think there's oh, you yeah, know, for sure, there's 
things like even with St Nicholas where they've got him big. I mean, because like Dickens had him as in like Santa as a sort of like a great or the spirit of Christmas actually because yeah. Carol was in like in a big green suit. So a lot of them have him in green. But yeah, I mean, the red goes back. Well, in fact, let's take it in this. Come on, then. The let's see what. This is what you always hear at dinner, par- dinner parties. It makes the speaker sound rather clever and cynical. No, it doesn't. Right? Except it's tosh. Uh, so Coca-Cola did start using Santa in advertising in 1933, but Santa had been portrayed almost exclusively in red from the early 19th century. Yeah. And most of his modern image was put together by cartoonist Thomas Nast in the 1870s. That's like the big jolly Santa, the big lad. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if you were to confine your search at Santa in American soft drink adverts, you would find a thoroughly modern Santa Claus in the posters for White Rock that came in, uh, out in 1923. So it was the 30s when they first... Was he a fuckable Santa, Rock yeah? Is. I'm not sure. I don't know what White, White Rock, Rock was is. literally just cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> Crack cocaine. Santa, <laughs> Santa likes rock. Yeah, Santa likes White Rock. I think, yeah, actually, I'm not going to bother Googling it. No, so I don't I assume it's a soft drink. Anyway, so... On to the main article. This is from Jaguar, Augusta mm. University. It's more, Christmas. Known, more known for golf. Yep. Is Christmas too commercial? Well, that's the reason it became popular. This is an article by Arthur. Oh, here we go. What, was he? Um, is he one of these uh, Chicago school cunts? Is he? I mean, uh, people it. say Christmas is too commercial, but uh, the thing hello, is, that's what made it. That's what made it commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's why. That's what people love commercialism. Well, you, you know, I tell you what, because they they tried to ban it in Russia, didn't they? Did they? So, Soviet Russia Christmas thing is you. <laughs> Christmas bans you. That's uh, my um, impression, or whatever the name was. Um, is Christmas too commercial? Well, that's really been popular. So yeah, but after, surely that's like. I mean, like, there's no. That sounds to an individual's view on it, isn't it? There is no, you can't like scientific. Chris, let's can't scientifically prove it. Is Christmas too commercial? I would say yes. Yeah. Um, And if you don't want me to say yes, stop putting fucking Christmas shit in the supermarkets in September. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, if if public demands it, Chris. Arthur Takahashi. So it's that time of year again. When some people, like Chris, will argue about the meaning of Christmas, Chris, will, while others will be guilted into gift-giving and some will claim commercialisation has ruined the holiday altogether. But then there's Dr Ruth McClellan, McClellan Nugent, Nugent. I don't know if she's right. any relation to Ted Nugent. The, or um, Dave Nugent, uh, yeah. um, England won, won a cap. A pop culture. A pop culture scholar, that's an interesting oh, here we combination go. of words, Ugh. who says the root of these external and internal conflicts actually lies in the creation of our modern celebration of Christmas, which we found out last week was, you know, Victorian. largely by the Victorians via yep. the Germans. Um, it's ironic that today we talk about Christmas being... Taught. When you say last week, yeah. you mean yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. I, I lose track of everything. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah. Sort that lean. Time, time is a flat circle, I believe, that... Like the True Detective series one. Yeah, something okay. like that anyway. Good stuff. Yeah. It's ironic that we talk about Christmas being too commercial, she says. Associate Professor of History in the Catherine Rees Pamplin College of Arts, Humanities and Social Sciences at Augusta University, with a, with a link to say. Mm-hmm. 
In the US, it became really popular through this commercial process. The popularisation of Christmas in the United States begins with advertising. Right, so what's happened here is... So we did um, English Christmas yesterday, and this is more about US Christmas. Yeah, so literally she's just talking about the US, despite yeah. the fact that there's 200-plus countries. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they're not all doing Christmas, are they? And that's... So McClelland Nugent points to two periods in American history that were turning points in creating Christmas celebration we know today. The first period was the 1840s when Christmas entered the Northeast and its big cultural centres like New York and Boston as a commercially tied holiday aimed at children. Oh. Before then, Christmas was not widely celebrated in America. The Puritans who settled in New England... Oh, yeah, of course. The Puritans wouldn't have taken any hol- fun holidays with them, would they? They made it illegal to even celebrate the holiday. Yeah, to even talk about it, even think about lads, it. weren't they? If you thought what? about Christmas, you got a C branded on your eye. You got time for sin and you got time for praying. Get your knees. <laughs> Why are you wrapping a present when you should be reading scripture? Yeah. That paper could be have the word of God written on it. That'd be a tedious life being a period, wouldn't it? Anyway. Oh fuck me, yeah. Horrible. Horrible. And you'd also like the thing is, like living under a you under just want Puritan... to live life free judging other people. <laughs> living but living under Puritan rule would have liked being under like Stasi rule at its worst. Because, like, if you slipped up or anything or so, or someone, you upset someone or something, then, you know, good chance that you get physically punished for it, ostracised from the group, or burnt. So. Yeah. Well, I don't know, that Cromwell was a fun lad, wasn't he? This band mm. dancing in theatre, and he was, he was so tedious, he actually decided to bring the rules back after that. Like, yeah, back, and also he... Thanks um, for that revolutionary experiment. I think we'll go back to the royal family because they're at least a bit more... Cromwell also uh, sent thousands of Irish people to the Caribbean as slaves. Yeah, murdered lots and lots of, yeah, yep. Irish people. Yeah, not, not, not a popular... Which is why some people them. from a Caribbean background have Irish surnames, like people mm-hmm. of colour, because they worked side by side with Irish people and just like they just took on each other's surname rather than it being Irish people running the planters because Irish yeah. people were enslaved. There you go. All right. Still forgive and forget. Yeah. Hey. In the 17th and 18th centuries, for many English speaking people who celebrated Christmas, it was a time to get drunk. I mean, nothing's changed. If there were well, any gifts given, that was on New Year's Day. Well, when, when's she saying that this was the case? In the 17th and 18th centuries, so pre-Dickens and all of that. What, they're saying that Christmas presents were given, or gifts were given, what, in, in England? Um, I think for many English-speaking people who celebrate, so they seem to be putting it all across. But German immigrants and imports, I mean, it's a bit confused here, because I think a lot of it, again, the celebrations that come, come from uh, yeah. German tradition. German immigrants and imports introduced the idea of Christmas as a child-centred holiday and a time to give gifts to others. Well, actually, do you know what? I'm going to pull her up on that, because we looked at quite a lot of German Christmas traditions last year, and if by child-centred you mean that that is the centre of your, of your... Of your reign of terror, then yes, absolutely. The child was certainly the victim. So making it this children centered Christmas of presents is, of course, a great marketing opportunity. McClellan Nugent said, and you can right. you can subscribe to her marketing course here. Oh, really? No, but it should. But probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. The Germans and the Catholic Church also introduced Americans to the image of Saint Nicholas. The patron saint for the poor, children Slick and bankers. Nick. Slick Nick. 
ear a slit gag. neck. Yeah, I think we mentioned this a few times, but uh, yeah, you can go back and listen to our um, our collection of podcasts about Santa's minions last year, and also other other Christmas creatures. Yes, it was largely invested in people who had been naughty rather than nice. It's a punishment holiday. Yeah. If you, get through, if you get through Christmas unscathed, you've done well. Done well. You, you know, all your limbs are intact. Although I did like the Yule lads. Were they the some, ones who just did loads of dumb shit, like, you know, drinking out of the can? Sort of spoon, spoony or something, yeah. and they used to yeah. steal a spoon, yeah. <laughs> That's quite... Was it Icelandic or something like that? I remember. Yeah, it was, yeah, Iceland, yeah. yeah. Um... Yes, Nicholas. Um, so, so Nicholas was known for going into people's homes on his day, December 6th, to leave presents for children in stockings. And then around the same time, the English notion of Father Christmas was reaching a broader American audience, mainly through Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Oh. The ghost of Christmas present, a very jolly one with a big green robe, is kind of what Father Christmas is like in the 19th century, she says. Oh, 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 oh. So marketers in New York saw this personification of, personification of Christmas as an opportunity to sell goods and began to associate this early image of Santa Claus with their advertisements in the 1840s. Right. I mean, it does, it still to this day does kind of like is used to flog all sorts of tat, isn't it? What, the image of Santa? Santa, yeah. yeah. Coca-Cola's tat in it. And does drive kind of like a lot of, uh, you know, yeah. So capitalism helps take these sort of European traditions from two different places, the German and the English traditions, and meld them into something new. But the English tradition also, also, also borrowed from the German tradition but as yeah, well. Yeah, borrowed heavily from the German, yeah. Um, they're turning something new into something popular. This new idea of a child-centred gift-giving holiday was most prevalent in the northeast and not largely adopted in the south um, through the early 1900s when mass advertising and mass production changed Christmas forever. So they were busy, as we um, discovered a few days ago, writing Jingle Bells and Confederate songs. Yeah, they were, yeah. yeah. Why not? Got to have a hobby, I suppose. Um, so we get the first mass advertising in the 20s and 30s with professionals who are using some of the new psychological theories about advertising to drive oh. these very sophisticated campaigns. Very yeah, sophisticated. There, wasn't there, isn't there a, an Adam Curtis documentary about the... Um, yeah, the use of psychology to kind of like um yeah yeah, yeah. I can't remember which one it's in yeah anyway, they were marketing a Christmas experience in which your children will love you and your family will be happy together all you need to do is buy their stuff yeah I mean the thing is though say what you will but it's true yeah <laughs> I mean you should make it a reasonably compelling argument kids are um, kids are quite easily bought off yeah from what I've seen um, in this second period, marketers worked to standardise Christmas and make the celebration popular. They created mass advertising campaigns on radio to promote a standardised version of Christmas. The brand-related jingles interrupted programming, and they even sponsored entire programmes. Here, here is the Winston Cigarettes Christmas, Christmas Hour. Christmas Hour with Deputy Dog. Mm, Santa says, cooling smoke. <laughs> Your Virginia tobacco. Um, between the 30s and 50s, pop culture songs like White Christmas by Bing Crosby, Santa did you Claus... Know, sorry, just, uh, mm. just... Did you know that, um, you know, the Flintstones? They, they did cigarette commercials. They started off as a cigarette commercial. It was initially, that was how it started. It was sure? for Winston, yeah, for Winston Cigarettes, yeah. That was, that was the initial thing. It was a cigarette advertisement, and then... People I need to be used for that. I didn't. Really no, it was that was the whole the whole concept initially was. I think um, it was just an animated knockoff of the Honey Movers. Honey Movers. No, 
Yeah. Well, it might no. There would that mean that might have been the the, the premise um, of when they the took it for but, the show. But, but no, it was it was for Winston. I think it was for Winston cigarettes. So it was literally just that was why it was an advertising thing. No. Yeah. Oh, there you go. It's nice. Like become too commercial. That, oh, yes. Remember when they they made it into a live action movie for no good reason? John Goodman and Rick Moranis, yeah. I think. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. <laughs> yeah. I don't recall, yeah. I don't think I ever saw it. The but... woman who never ages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Santa Claus comes down by Fred Coots and Haven Gillespie and Happy Holiday by Ivan Burney. It helps sell the idea of what the ideal Christmas should look like. Yeah, I suppose there is that whole kind of like white Christmas business. Um, yeah. Stores in major cities across the United States reinforce this standardised image of Christmas by oh, the window massive displays. This is quite depressing, actually. Um, but, yeah, the modern making of... So these were very artistic, um, McClellan Nugent said. All that commercialisation drives people to say, what do Christmas decorations look like? What do Santa Claus look like? What do nicely wrapped presents look like? Mm. And that explodes in the post-World War II period when people finally have money to spend and commercial goods to buy. Yeah. So stores send out shopping catalogues with images of Santa Claus to entice customers into shopping their distant mass-produced goods. Macy's New York department store also helped develop the image of Christmas as a business opportunity when it organised its first Thanksgiving Day Parade in 1924, which traditionally launches the holiday shopping season in America, apparently. Right. Yeah, one of the classic images from American Santa Claus comes from the parade. It's a commercial image. The, oh, hang on a minute. So this is a mistake, so we already debunked this. The modern image of Santa Claus, however, came from Coca-Cola advertising campaigns from uh, the 30s. Got it. So uh, Uh-oh. So... So I'm, I know this is harsh, but I'm discounting everything this person said yeah. so far. Spotted if, one, I mean, we've spotted one error, so there the rest. No, but fun. I mean, if you're if this is your area of research, Virtually, and, yeah, and a couple of fucking it. idiots like this, like us, can debunk it in two seconds. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So Santa is no longer wearing robes. Coca-Cola gives the modernised Santa still jolly and fat, but with this sort of red suit and standardised boots. And then we get the 20th century image. So now, as we've already explained, that was, you know, comes yep. from a variety of other sources. I mean, it is around that period, and it probably is, you know, you're first starting to get colour. No, no, no. I don't now, why are you Why are you excusing this person? What What's in it for you? I'm I'm trying to be balanced in front of the advocate. Um, anyway, this cross this is the, this is like the BBC problem with the trying to be balanced, isn't it? Like, yeah, fair and balanced. You have one thing where someone's talking fact, but because that's be fair and balanced, apparently you have someone with, a, just, with yeah. an opposite opinion saying something which isn't true. This person said something that isn't true. Well, I don't believe this gravity is. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, gravity gives you cancer. Yeah. Um, <coughs> well, it's true. That's true. That is true. Anyway, get it, get it, get it. Santa Prove Claus is going to be wrong. gifts to the children, which puts pressure on parents to buy gifts for their children. Do you know what? Do you know what protects you from gravity cancer? Um, space boots? No, buying uh, buying gold. Ah, uh, yes, That's, or Bitcoin. Investing in Bitcoin. Buying uh, uh, Bitcoin. Yeah, I, <laughs> I need Bitcoin, which you can use to buy our NFTs. Yep, lazy nails. Yep, beautiful. <laughs> which are fifty thousand. There won't be any more. Fifty thousand auto generated different nails. If you buy um, at least fifty percent of them, you actually love your children. That's true. You don't. Yep. 100% true. the numbers, that's just a fact. So, yeah. That's a fact. All our workings are available. 
once um, they come, they come when you buy it as a PDF. Don't love your children. I won't judge you much, but you know. But you know, like we're human, so just, there'll be yeah, some, there'll be some, some judgment. Just showing can't, can't help that. that. You know? Can't help it. Can't help it at all. So the pressure is on parents to buy gifts from the children. The, the feeling of guilt is absolutely intentional. If you don't buy it, your children won't have it. And who would want that? You want to be a good parent. Um, yada, yada, yada. Baby boomers. Yada, yada, yada. Secular Christmas, uh, which is quite a long article. Today. Full of lies. To the end. Um, there we go. Oh, secular Christmas. The elements of this commercial vision of Christmas that advertisers correct was largely secular. They don't have to be tied to Christianity. Uh, they don't include a lot of images of Jesus, Santa, trees. It's not really theology of Christmas. I mean, there is, that's church. It's become a more... Because the thing is, regardless of your religious affiliation, I think a lot of people do end up kind of... You know, if you don't even necessarily celebrate Christmas, they buy into some of the commercial aspects of Christmas. Yeah. I mean, what most people call celebrating Christmas is not really... A, it's not religious, no. It's not religious. But I remember it's midnight one, mass and stuff. Yeah, because my mum used to sometimes go to midnight mass. I remember mm. once I went along and uh, it was really boring, so I left. I mean, it's a bit late, isn't it? I'm going to be in bed by that time. Well, it's or like... Drink. It's like, what's this all about? Why are we here? You know? like, I'm it's not... Celebrating the birth of, birth of wee baby Jesus. Oh, as it should oh, be. Whatever. I'm yeah. not bothered. Well, it's just... He calls more, he, he calls more, he calls more problems than he is worth. Yeah. How divided Died the world is. Sins, Chris. Died for all our sins. Yep, if right. you say so now. Yeah, and the, the secularisation of Christmas was intentional, so they could create a holiday season that all Americans, Christians and non-Christians, could experience. They've all got money. No, um, they don't. Are you saying no, only Christians have money? Not anymore. Yeah. No, by sharing people. the joy, they would also spend more money. And saying happy holidays helped accomplish that. Yeah, happy so holiday. as always with commercial endeavours, what it does is actually spread misery and it doesn't actually spread any joy. It spreads relief if you manage to cobble together enough money so that your kid doesn't miss out on what other kids get or whatever. But there is no joy to it. It's just, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a tax. It's like a societal tax is what Christmas is now. You have to, can't afford, like, can't afford to get loads of presents and stuff, you know, got to clothe you for school, but you still got to somehow cobble together it for no reason, for no reason apart from that we're, we constantly have it pumped into our faces and kids do and their parents feel guilty because that's the whole fucking point and the whole thing's a nightmare factory and frankly, I'm done with it and I'm staying on the airship. I wonder how the adjudication is going to go this week. I think I might, have, <laughs> I think I might pull one out of the bag. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll skip to the end. Um, it's, not me, it's not me making the choice. Yeah, no, fair enough. Um, just to be contrarian now, you'll have a vote now. Um, allows you to observe Hanukkah, for example, which is not that important a feast in the Jewish um, religious context. Well, I mean, theoretically, um, Christmas isn't that important for um, Christians. No. Or Easter, so stick that in your pipe and smoke it, McClellan Nugent. Um Anyway, yeah. if, you, if you've even got a pipe. <laughs> Sounds like, yeah. do you know what? Sounds like a right pipeless one. Maybe you should ask for one for Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah, secularisation, commercialisation are nothing new. We have this history in our heads that the holidays were always one way until maybe 20 or 30 years ago and everyone ruined it then. But in fact, Christmas had bits and pieces that came at different time and no one knows it's going to look like in 20 or 30 years, so don't worry about the meaning of Christmas. Don't panic too much. Be fine. Right. And that was written by Arthur Takahashi, Takahashi, excuse me, um, 
I mean, largely quoting McClellan yeah. Nugent, I have to say. I wouldn't really call that writing. Um, who's the digital any, any media coordinator I'd, at Augusta any, University. Any more than I'd call what we do podcasting. Yeah, just, just read something <laughs> out of a wiki article and then make okay. some comments about it. There we go, Chris. I think I think okay. we covered well, that. Okay. Christmas Mr. Callan's passing a bit of paper. Inconclusive. Mm. He said it's inconclusive. Well, there you go. Yeah. You still have hope in your heart? His feeling was that this is, there's a particular lens which this article has been written through, but that's not necessarily what Christmas is for everyone. Can I submit a sub-ruling on um, Santa no. Claus not being created by Coca-Cola? Okay. What's his judgment there? Oh, yeah, guilty. Coca-Cola yeah. didn't, okay. didn't submit. Oh, he's I, just want, I just wanted that one confirmed. No, Santa not created by Coca-Cola. But that, do you know what? That's probably the nicest thing that we've heard. Yeah. Uh, one, th- one thing... Isn't just a capitalist hollow shell of capitalist plot, yeah, <laughs> that we're all trapped in. Um, we'll, we'll be tackling the war on Christmas for our final episode, Chris. which I believe I've, I actually started just now. Yeah. Okay. Well, fun fact: I found I was, as I was googling for war on Christmas, there's a. Mm. It seems to be a, a band called War on Christmas, which is a good, that's good a good band, name to call yourself because they're right up in the Google searches. So that's well done, lads. That's clever, clever work. Yeah, well done. I've no idea if you're any good. I'm listening. Lateral to thinking. It's good. And I'll leave you with this. We'll talk a bit more about it in the moment, but the image here off from Fox News. Oh, is a chap talking about um, Jesse, Jesse Watters. Why could you celebrate Kwanzaa but not Christmas? And what you have, um, the, you know, they do these <laughs> little graphics on the American news. I don't think it really happens in the UK. I haven't watched the news 10 for years, those right. these days. Um, it's got a sign-up saying Christmas prohibited. Um, but it's got prime time saves Christmas. So presumably this is his prime time show. Mm. It's got a greasy looking fucker presenting it. And then on the <laughs> sign, and there's a sort of background, and there's a, a, a fairly um, built Santa Claus giving a flying kick to the sign. Fucker <laughs> or Santa? Oh, yeah. Oh, he could be, yeah. Yeah, why not, eh? Hey, why not? It is Christmas. It is Christmas yourself, after all, ladies, yeah. <laughs> all gents, all gentlemen. Oh, indeed, yeah, yeah. Whatever you, whatever you, your preference. Um, cool. Well, I look forward to that. Um, we better go and get. A, well, I'm going to go and get apologising to Ti and Trick Daddy. Yeah, let's and, squash um, this beef. Then I'm going to have some. Because chi- you can. I'm going to have some rice and chicken. I thought you were going to say chicken. No. No chicken. No chicken. Chicken. Chicken tonight. And that's all chicken later. Cool. All right. Well, um, we're going to uh, do our, do our apologising. And the rest of you, just remember, when you it's not that important, okay? It's just meant to be a bit of fun. Don't, don't let other people get into your heads and make you do and say things that you're not proud of. Goodbye. Goodbye. Driving away from my home this Christmas A man down the pub said he could get me a job in the Merchant Navy Guess driving away from my home this Christmas 
supermarket loyalty points transferred to your name. That's right.